You are now listening to Okay, okay Go Away. And child, viewer discretion is certainly advised. Because with Andre, you'll never know what is going to come out of his mouth. From topics of sex to picking your brain about life itself. And trust me, if he wants to discuss, baby, he's, he's going to discuss it. And leave you thinking, okay, Bowie. As always, get the glasses ready because the filter is off. And give it up for your host, Andre Turner. Hello, my lovely tasties. Welcome to another episode of Okay, but wait. I'm your favorite host, Honor Turner, as always, with my nice little glass of wine, because we're drinking today. (laughs) (laughs) And I have with me Miss Tania Lene. It's some, been so long. Girl, no, no, no. Some of y'all might be quaking hearing those two names together. But <laughs> I know. <laughs> A minister, Tidwell. Like, but I promise, we are changed. We're changing people. <laughs> Evolving. Okay. As we go. <laughs> so I know this girl really good. Y'all don't, unless y'all watched a little bit of the, the little snippet video. But tell us a little bit about yourselves. Uh, so, I'm just a young girl out here in Texas living my whole life, you know, whatever. No, I actually come from a family of all girls, tight-knit, pretty family, you know, family from Arkansas, and I've been through a couple things in my life, 20 years I've been alive, that just kind of helped me find my passion, helped me find what I want to do in life, and I'm just excited to share that with you all. I'm very lively, well try to be very lively, energetic, and happy, so, I don't know, we're just going to talk about the things that I've been through, and how mental health plays a vital role in your life. Girl, period. (laughs) Y'all know that I love to talk about that, so I'm super excited, because I think these past few episodes, like, have really been some barrier breakers, <laughs> so I'm excited to get into this because I think, as we know, like mental health is very important to me, and I want y'all to be, you know, the best of the best for y'all's mental sanity. So, yes. put my fucking glasses up. We've got ours. She she's putting me on a new little <laughs> drink, cupcake. You know, I love my mascara. Yes, cupcake <laughs> mascara diasti. I would say that this bottle, if you're watching the video, is full, but it's not. <laughs> Okay. We have already gotten started a little bit, so... My apologies. <laughs> I got started early, y'all. <laughs> Look, we were supposed to start this podcast episode, like, hours ago, but we have just been boop, 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 boop. So yes. if we get off track, I do apologize in advance. <laughs> <laughs> if you never actually hear about the podcast topic, that's why. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll have to come back for part two. <laughs> Literally. But let's clink our glasses. Yes, mine's fairly empty. <laughs> <laughs> No, because it's the way that you were like, do you want me to top you off? There's just a drop in there. Right, there was a drop in there. I was like, do you want me to top it off? <laughs> I'm like, oh. <laughs> With the... But do you want to introduce the episode? You've already kind of talked about it a little bit. Ooh. Ooh, that's kind of scared. <laughs> like, I'm so like, scared. I'm just... <laughs> so, yes, let's get into it. Mental health. We all know it. Hopefully. I guess we can't say we all know it. 
Because some of us really don't. Yeah, some of us really don't. We don't understand how. Yeah. yeah. Some of us see it like walking on the street without recognizing who it is. So. Well, that was, <laughs> no, that was how I was before I went through the things that I went through. I didn't understand how important mental health was. I would, you know, you'd see people going through it and you don't really understand like the level of, you know, whatever they're going through. Mm-hmm. You don't understand until you're actually in it. You're like, dang, my mental health plays a vital role into everything that I do. So. Yes. No, like for me. I'm huge on my mental health. Like, I, and people don't understand that there's more that goes into it than just, like, mental clarity, if that makes sense. Like, your sleeping goes into your mental health. Eating goes into your mental health. Like, your just life, stress, all of it goes into your mental health. So, when it comes to, like, I have a very stupid, like, a very strict sleep schedule. I'm like, (laughs) I'm going to bed. Okay. Because... (laughs) I know for me, if I try to do that too many days, like, I can maybe do it once a week, like, right now. Mm-hmm. Like, my bedtime is 9 o'clock. <laughs> okay, yeah. But no. Like, I'm like, okay, like, today I'll be fine to do it because I know Tuesday, which is typically when I stay up later, mm-hmm. and, you know, I didn't do that Tuesday. So, I'm yeah. like, okay, today I got it, you know, I'll be off on the weekend, yada, yada, yada. So, because um, I know I'll get depressed. Like, if yeah, I go too many it. days without, like, getting enough sleep, I'm going to get depressed. Nothing will get done. So... That's something that I like. Sleep. Yeah, you need sleep. Yeah. People don't realize the different things that play a role into your mental health. Like, yeah, it's not all about uh, going through things like traumatic situations. It's not just traumatic situations that bring your mental health down. You have to watch what you intake. Like, for me, I don't really answer the phone after, let me say, like, 10, 30, 11. I'm not going to text you back. I'm not going to – maybe even earlier. I'm very bad with correspondence over the phone. But, um... <laughs> I texting her earlier, and I'm like, is she asleep? <laughs> yes, I have, I have, like, a shut-off time. I really do, because my mind goes all day if I yeah. let it. So I have to shut off at a certain time and spend certain, you know, a certain amount of time where this is just for me. I don't care if I'm just watching crime shows or just sitting in my room, you know, mm-hmm. doing whatever. But this is time that I have to set out for me, so... No, yeah. I completely agree. Because, like I said, 9 o'clock is typically when I'm, like, shutting down. Like, I won't do work after 9. I won't, like, mm-hmm. even if it's, like, for the podcast or anything, I'm like, okay, 8 o'clock, I'm done. Because I need that 8 to 9 time to either play the game or I like to dance in my apartment. Y'all know. Yeah. I like to do a little mm-hmm. strip tease or whatever for myself, record myself and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> a little porno video for y'all. Okay. Subscribe to my own fans. No. <laughs> um... <laughs> And, like, that's my time to do that. But after that, 9 o'clock, my phone goes into sleep mode. And it's like, if I missed your message, I missed your message. Yeah. It's it's very vital. And like you said, you don't have to go through trauma to understand your mental health. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of us do have to go through that to realize, like, I actually need to start focusing on myself. Yes. But there are also people who, which I hate, I actually hate, when some people will be like, you know, because sleeping does play a vital role in it. Mm-hmm. And if you're sleeping a lot, it's like, oh, well, you know, why are they doing that? Like, they're not, you know, working and they're not doing this. They're not going to school. They're not doing that. And it's like, well, some people take care of their mental health in other ways. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So. Like my little sister. My little sister. So she's, you'll view her outside looking in like she's just in her room and in the bed all the time. But actually learn from her that's how you take care of yourself she she puts herself in her own bubble and she's like well i know that for me i gotta sleep 
about eight hours at least and I have to you know I have to have my time where I'm just doing my own thing so she does that and she's like learned to self-isolate get herself together and it's not really isolation where she does it because some people get mad you know like whenever yeah. they're like well you're not doing anything to improve your mental health because you're always in the bed or you're not doing anything to improve your mental health because you're not up and moving how you should but my little sister has taught me like sometimes taking care of yourself comes from within going inside of your room and going to bed child mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. cooking, making making sure you have all good three meals throughout the day, you know, so yeah. it comes in different ways. Yeah, because, you know, I love, like, meditation. I think yeah. I, I think I Because <laughs> <laughs> when we first became friends, that's really, like, when I started getting into meditation. Mind you, y'all, we've known each other since eighth grade year. Yeah. So it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's really when I first started getting into meditation, and I was like, Okay, and I kind of was like, girl, like, maybe, because we were hotheads. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> we were hotheads. And I was like, let me, let's, you know, meditate. Let's, let's take a step back and really think about, like, why we're about to do this action. Yeah. And then I kind of just developed that. And it's like, let me, like, meditation. I get my podcast episodes from that. Mm-hmm. I get, I plan my day through that. Like, there's just so much clarity that comes it's from meditating. Yeah. You actually taught me, I'm not going to lie. During, because I was very high head in eighth grade, and Henri would always say it was something, but I, I'm not gonna work word for word because each time it would change. But I always had the same meaning. Like pretty much think about what the fuck you're doing before you do it. Like mm-hmm. think think about like is this worth it? You always say stuff like she's not worth it. It doesn't even matter. Like yeah. are you? Are you like, and I had to think about like, dang Henri, you don't think this is worth it? But honestly, yeah, you had me like sit there and reflect on different things, and I started to carry that after eighth grade. And, like, reflecting, are these people worth it? Okay, because... <laughs> I think, like, I remember... I, I definitely remember one of the times you were to pop off with somebody. I was like, <laughs> okay, right. But if you fight them, I'm like... And say they have to go to the hospital. Now that's something that they can, like, charge you with. Now yeah. you got to pay for the hospital bills. Like, now that's, you know, something added on. Now you, now you want to fight that bitch again. <laughs> you had me thinking. No, you did. Because <laughs> like, I was sitting there and be like... Okay, because if that did happen, like, no, it's not worth it. Let me just let this go. I wouldn't yeah. let it go. I would I would still be a hothead. But Andre definitely <laughs> saved me from a, saved a y'all from a couple ass whippings. <laughs> not saved me, okay? Andre saved y'all. <laughs> let that be known. <laughs> Thank him, okay? <laughs> like, I'm telling y'all, I, come to me for some therapy lessons. No, for real, guys, for real. And I think, like, at that time, it was great for the both of us because it was, like, we had learned, while we were a menace to dwell, we, <laughs> <laughs> we had learned so much from each other, and yeah. it was just, I don't know, it was great to have that person there because we both came from, y'all know, I'm from Chicago, so, like, for me, it was, like, it right. wasn't, that's me, like, for Fighting, <laughs> yeah. okay, I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas, like, we fight. Yeah, and so... <laughs> Finally seeing someone who I'm like, oh my gosh, like, a fighter? Okay. Everybody here, they're just like, bop, 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 bop. And I'm like, nah, bitch, beat my ass. Attempt to beat my ass, essentially. And then I just remember, like, I was like, hey, girl. They're not like that. Like, they move very differently here. Like, they go go talk your ear off. They go talk that shit. They go come up to you and try to do shit. But they're not going to hit you first. You definitely told me that. I was like, fuck them. I'll hit them first. Like, I'm going to hit them. I remember you. But I hit that bitch first. I was like... No! <laughs> I'm like, no! But when I look back on my, like, middle school year, because middle school, y'all, middle school me, he was some, he was a mess. Child. 
And I'm just like, I look back at him and I was like, I think I honestly truly was just angry at people because I was trying to figure out who I was. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, because, okay, before I moved to Tidwell in eighth grade, um, it was a month before my 13th birthday, my grandma passed away. Yeah. And I was actually living in Euless at the time. We lived in Haslett. We always lived in Haslett. That's all I knew. And we uprooted, went to Euless because we had to, you know, finance issues. Then my grandma passed away while we were out there. I went to Euless Junior High for a little bit. And then I switched over to Tidwell. And in that moment, that was the first loss I ever had. We've always had stuff. Mm -hmm. So for us to downsize completely, I mean, from a family of five, we were a family of five. We had a big, you know, big house, two-story, whatever. Then we move into a three-bedroom apartment with a family that's already a family of four. So it's nine people living in a three-bedroom apartment. You know, so it's like, I was mad at the world. I'm not going to lie. I was mad at the world. I lost my favorite person. I lost, you know, what I know. I'm not doing the things that I feel like I'm supposed to be doing. I'm at a new school. I was mad at the world. And it was me trying to figure out myself. So I look at myself back then, and I'm like, I was in such a bad place. And I started to act bad to the world and to the people that were in the school because I was just mad. You know, I was just mad. Yeah. I, you know, I was trying to figure myself out, figure out where I fit in this school, in this new environment. And that's where mental health plays in. I was not mentally okay. I was not mentally sound. Yeah. And that's whenever my mental health issues started without me realizing. So, yeah. Yeah. No. No, because literally, like, seventh grade year, I came out seventh grade year. So, it's like, me trying to figure that out. Coming out, like, I honestly, truly, after eighth grade, like, lost a bunch of my, like, guy friends and stuff. So, it was like... I was just upset. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, just like me. No. Okay, no, <laughs> seriously. But, like, ultimately, like, let's be honest. Middle school, that's all you're concerned about is people like me. Yeah. Freshman or, you know, high school is kind of like, ah, you'll like me, you won't. <clears throat> um, but it was just like, I know, you kind of have to stand that ground for yourself. But it was like, I don't know. I think it was more so, especially with fighting, the way that I looked at it was like, okay, if I fight this person, what am I gaining? Now they know that I can fight. They already know that I can fight. Because everybody's already egging me on. Okay, yeah. Everybody, yeah. you know, everybody's like, hey, they want you to beat that ass. They want you to beat that yeah. ass. They, they talking this. They talking that. And you already know that I'm about that business. Exactly. So what am I proving? Exactly. Okay, yeah, I learned that. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. Like, that was honestly truly something that I had to learn. It's like, okay, am I fighting this person because I want to fight this person? Yes. But at the same time, Afterwards, I don't know. I started caring about how other people. <laughs> Man, look, I started caring about how other people were going to feel about it, and yeah. I'm like, damn. And then freshman year, you know, I meditated a lot more, and I honestly, truly, really like throughout high school, like I went through just a lot in general, mm-hmm. trying to become more in my element. Um, coming out to my parents was just a lot, yeah. and it was just like. I had moved, just like you, mm-hmm. literally, like, eighth grade year, we moved to another house, and all until, you know, we moved from Chicago, I had always been in the same place. Yeah. So, it was like, okay, you know, now I'm leaving, like, you know, my childhood best friends and all this other stuff. Like, it was just a lot. Like, I... A big switch. Yeah, it was a yeah. huge switch. And it was like, okay. Um, so, I was mad at my parents. hmm <laughs> I'm like, and then I was mad at them because I came out. And yeah. It was like it was just a whole bunch. So like, I don't know. I 
found meditation and that honestly truly helped me out. But then it's like, now you have other stress. Yeah, always. I mean, it's never one thing, Chad. It's, it's never, never one. Never. <laughs> I'm like, now I'm in high school and I got AP class. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> it's always something. It's always something. Yeah, and it was just like, it was a lot. And I, I don't know, and it was like work. Now I want to work. Mm-hmm. Now have I, your own you things, know. have your own, yeah. yeah. And now it's like, here I am, an adult, and it's like, I'm happy that I went through those trials and tribulations because it's made me the person that I am, you know, mm-hmm. happy that I, you know, came out to my parents, and um, that's actually something I'm even going to talk about on the podcast, but... Um, I remember when I did, too. <laughs> girl. <clears throat> and honestly, like, very, like, quick synopsis, I thought my parents were homophobic. Me, too. Oh, really? I thought they were. Are they? No. Why not I thought they, they were. <laughs> I thought they were going to hate like, me. No, like, yeah. I genuinely thought that they were going to hate me. And for up until literally, y'all, like, two weeks ago. Two, three weeks mm. ago. Yeah. Up until, like, two, three weeks. Two. Yeah, two weeks ago. I honestly, like, I resented my parents for a little bit. And I thought that they were homophobic. And it wasn't until I had a conversation with them, you know, adult to adult, and told them, like, this is how I feel, this, that, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And they were like, well, that's, you know, not correct. Yeah. And I don't know. It was just like, damn, I wish that I had that conversation sooner because yeah. I wouldn't have been so guarded. Like, my mental health, like, honestly, truly, like, I hated being at home because mm-hmm. it was like I wasn't able yeah. to live in my element. I wasn't able to be who it was that I wanted to be or who I thought that I wanted to be. The comfortability wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, and you should never, you know, feel that way. And... So then, you know, meditation and stuff, or then I was, then I was spending a fuck ton of money because it was like, I don't want to be home, so now I'm going to go leaving. out. Yeah, yeah. so now I'm going to go out, <laughs> yeah. and now I'm out every day, all night, and y'all, I didn't have a fucking car in high school, so it was like, Uber, no, friends yeah. taking me, gas, this, that, and the other, food, dinner, club, okay. bus, no, no sleep, like, girl, Another yeah, club. yeah, yeah, another club, another club. So it was like <laughs> that. Now you're, you know, financial wise, it's like, which of course you're not thinking about that, but it's like, damn, now I'm just, you know, spending money. Now I'm working yeah. to spend money, working to spend money, work to spend money. Like yeah. it was just, it was a lot. And now I'm just like, fuck. You have to find like your, I don't know, y'all. I don't yeah. know. Because yeah. yeah, I went through almost the same thing where, well, it wasn't after coming out to my parents, I figure out quickly. That they don't give a fuck, okay? <laughs> quickly, they don't care. But then it started to be other things where it was like certain things I started to resent my family for. Like the my dad, it was ninth or tenth grade. He moved to Vegas, not Vegas. He moved to California, and he was there with my uncle. They were doing a little work, okay? <laughs> they were working. Out in uh, California doing stuff, whatever. But he missed a lot of my events. He missed my 16th birthday. He missed my first time dancing and drill team and just different games and things. My dad would miss that. And I started to resent them. Like, I was like, you know, if you just had your shit together, we wouldn't be in this position. I started to, like, really resent my family. And until I got older and I went out on my own and did my own things, I started to realize, well, whoa. You know, it's she a whole new world. Not out as here. sweet as we thought okay. it was, okay? It's and not as world. cheap as we thought it was. Oh shoot! I said, "Wow," you know. Yeah. So it's it's crazy, and I think it's definitely helped a lot with my mental health because now 
since I did have to go through that, I am, I'm like, okay, well, how did I cope with this? You know, yeah. I would play the game. I would, you know, meditate. You know, I, I'm starting to become more comfortable with my body. So I'm like, let me show my body. Love that, body. yes. You know, my arms. I'm super self-conscious about my arms. Mm-hmm. She just said last podcast, it's like, okay, like, you know, show some arms, show, show some skin, girl. Yeah, get, get into yeah, you. Like, get, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, and it all plays into your mental health because your mental health is you. Yeah. It's all, like, it literally, like, if your mental health isn't good, then your judgment is cloudy. Like, it's just, it goes into so much it's more. It's a snowball effect. It's yeah. like a domino effect. If one thing's not right, then guess what? everything's not gonna you know like if you are not taking care of you your mental health your sanity your physical health because physical health goes into mental health emotional mm-hmm. everything if you're not taking care of all that spiritual health as well you're not taking care of it then everything just starts to kind of crumble because you'll start to like kind of live trying to pick up the pieces mm-hmm. you know whenever if you have a solid foundation you will not be trying to just pick up pieces exactly. day by day so it's like having to go get your laundry and a sock keeps falling out and then after that sock falls out and you pick it up, the other one falls Man. out. Now you're trying to pick up your underwear. And now you can drop two clothes. Yeah, Instead, it's like a game of catch-up. Yeah. And you don't ever want to be there whenever it comes to you and your mind. Exactly. You know, because like we just we were just talking about this. You're the CEO of your own life. You know, like you're – I had to – whenever I was getting out of my mental health, you know, not, I'm still going through it. But like as I was getting better from these things, my therapist actually told me, she was like, you know, you know how you want to be a business owner? I was like, yeah. Like, okay, well, think about you being the business owner of your own life. You're the CEO of you. So, yeah, and it it made me change completely. I was like, oh, I'm having executive meetings, okay? I'm having meetings with myself daily. Like, okay, this is what we are going to do, and this is what we're not going to do. In order to keep my business, which is me, in order to keep me running, what do I need to do? You know, what are are the things that I need to assess whenever it comes to me? So I think... I love... Wait. Be the CEO of your own life. I... Absolutely love that, especially considering, like, I, you know, also want to be a business owner. Mm-hmm. And it's like, damn, like, you really do. Like, when you take it, like, journaling, that's your meetings. Yeah. No, you yeah. Know, meditation, that's my meetings. You know, doing my yoga, that's my meetings. Yes. And you really have to figure out, you know, I go by the three R method, review, or receive, review, replenish. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you've got to receive what's going on. Yeah. Review what's going on and then replenish. replenish. So it's like, I, I'm honestly trying to live by that. And sometimes when I get out of that, it's like, okay, I'm going to take a step back. Mm-hmm. Go, like, I do um, audio recordings actually. Okay. So some people do journaling. Yeah. I prefer to do audio recordings. Okay. Because then I can look back at it and listen to it. You and can feel it. Yes, yeah. you feel it, you hear it. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, I like to do it when I'm doing my dishes. <laughs> yeah. Because that's really when I'm reflecting, when I'm washing them dishes, and I'm like, damn. Yeah. Today was shitty. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I don't know, like, when I get to listen to them, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I took the longest pause at that moment. And mm-hmm. from that, I could tell, like, I was really reflecting on it. That really touched me there, you know, as much yeah. as I like to say that I don't know or I, it's okay. I really do know. And I'm yeah. just holding it back. But when you're, you know, writing it down, it's like, yeah, words can get misread. That's very true mm-hmm. because that's something with my therapist. She actually had me start doing videos of myself. So mm-hmm. instead of um, 
I have to see myself face to face too because my face tells it all, okay? <laughs> I tell stories with my face. I really do. So mm -hmm. she was like, whenever you're going through stuff, you can journal and everything as well. But she was like, the best thing is get your emotion out there. Feel it. Because whenever you go back and you play that, you get to feel exactly where you're coming from without words, you know, because I'm a, I'm a writer too. So I'll try to make the words sound beautiful. I'm feeling like, no, I feel like shit. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, <laughs> but, so I feel like a golden trash bag okay. wrapped up with Febreze. <laughs> No, seriously. Okay, no, seriously. Like I try to make it seem like it's so much more beautiful than what it is, but no. I put there I put my phone up and I just talk. And I'm just like, hey, this is what's going on with me. And it's almost like a video diary, yeah. you know? And it helps me, to be honest, reflect on the things that's going on. You have to be real with yourself too. Mm -hmm. You have to check yourself because there's plenty of things, y'all. I don't check myself so hard. I'm like, dang, why do I even have friends? Because honestly. I can be evil. I can be, a, not evil, I won't say evil, but I can be not so nice, not so, not the person that I want to be. So you have to be able to check yourself and see the things that you're doing. Is that going to take me on the path that I want to be on? Is that going to take me, you know, where is that going to go for me? Mm -hmm. And it's not easy, but you have to do it. You know, it's necessary to check yourself and check your mental health. You know, yeah. you have to have check-ins <laughs> with yourself. You really do. Yeah, because it's like, if you're not reflecting on what it is that you're doing, then how are you getting better? I mean, that, yeah. oh my gosh. What's your therapist's number? Because, honey, like, uh, Kelly. That, <laughs> Kelly, girl. Uh, come here. <laughs> it was so crazy whenever I found her, too, though. Like, I was like, what the hell? I, had a, I haven't had a panic attack since. Okay, no, I want. But last time, anytime I have panic attacks, whatever, I called her. And she's like, she's. She used to work in juvenile, and she used to, she, she's the type of person that I need because I can't have anybody sweet talk me into anything. Mm -hmm. You have to tell me straight up. And she was like, Tamia, sometimes you are the problem. Sometimes you need to realize that you need to take yourself out of it. You know, she's like telling me like that. And her words honestly, honestly just flow in my mind, and I'm like, dang, Kelly. Hey. You're like, you didn't have to say it like that. Yeah, right. Like, you did. <laughs> like, you did. That's the only way I got it because she's like, okay, like whenever I was having a panic attack, panic attack she's like okay well are you still in the situation that had you panicking and I'm like no okay so what's the problem like you have to sit here and reflect on what is the problem because you're working yourself up for something that's something that we always do everybody does this mm -hmm. I'm not gonna lie we always get in our own heads and we work ourselves up on things that it's not currently important you know yeah. it's not it's not a big thing you know yeah. or if you take a step back from your things reflect meditate you take a step back and reflect on your day you get to realize like oh dang Maybe it wasn't too bad. Maybe I was just not, you know. So reflection is key, guys. Yes. Reflection. Reflection. Oh, my gosh. Meditation. Yeah. And that's, I'm like, if I don't do it every day, I'm going to do it at least once a week. Because yeah. for me, it's like, how, like, like you said, if you're going to run a company, take your job, for example. Yeah. A lot of jobs, when I worked at um, one of the coffee shops, we'll say that. Because I want to, I don't give names, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> Let's start trying to sponsor. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> we would never have work. Like, take a job. How many times are you having work meetings? But yet, how many times are you constantly complaining about something? Yeah. Hey. You're complaining forever, okay, at your job. You really are. Always. But no one's ever going to know other than the people that you associate with. It's never addressed. Exactly. And if you're never working with other people then they'll never know. Like, when I worked at Starbucks, the night crew hated the morning crew. The morning crew would never know because we'd never see them. But we never had work yeah, meetings you to never really spoke, address the yeah. situation. 
Whereas the job that I'm at right now, I have a one-on-one -on -one with my manager every Thursday. Okay, period. <laughs> we got team meetings every twice yeah. a week. It's like we've got reviews. Like it's like, and I, I love where I work, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's like it's great because it's like I get to see where it is that I'm at, and to the point to where we had an annual review, and she's like, "You got any questions?" I was like, "No," because we already really went over all of this. And that's how it should be. Exactly. Yeah, that's how it should be. Exactly. So do that with yourself. And yeah. I honestly, I do that with my friends. Yes, as you should. Because I'm like, you know, what is something in our friendship that you feel that we can improve on? Yeah. Because you never want a stagnant relationship with friends, with yourself, with anybody, honestly. Your relationship with yourself, of course, you don't want it to stay the same. Nobody does. Because mm -hmm. if you look at yourself from now to last year, you should have grown somehow, okay? Mm -hmm. You should not be in the same place. So, yes, with your friends, having a conversation, where do you feel like we can improve whenever it comes to friendship? Mm -hmm. That also opens the door to where... I feel comfortable. I feel like you're a real ass friend yeah. because you want us to grow. You want, yeah. you know, yeah. Because it's like, let's be honest, y'all. Most of us rely on our friends for in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Whether it's emotional support, mental support, financial support, shit. Because some people got it like that. Um, Man, just any type of support. <laughs> so it's like those. They help your. You know, for example, if I'm like, damn, I'm fucking. I owe five dollars right now, mm -hmm. and it's like, but I ain't got it. You know, I genuinely don't got it. Yeah. That $5 is what's going to send something into collections. And I asked everybody. And I know, you know, to me, it might have it. Yeah. And I feel comfortable coming to you. And you're like, yeah, no, I can lend you $5. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's support. And now, because I'm no longer having to worry about my account going into collections or something or whatever. Now I'm like, okay, now I can focus on something else. Now, mm -hmm. you know, once I get that $5, I'm going to give it back to her. And clear mind, yeah. Exactly. It's like clear mind. Now I can focus on the next issue. I but without, because thing. a lot of times, now I'm sorry, I'm about to take this to a whole nother, I think I'm getting off track with this, but <laughs> y'all, whenever it comes to the support of friends, I'm sorry, I do have to talk about this. Because <laughs> I, I feel like what you're going to say. Like, don't support don't me su and then turn around and talk about how you've supported me. Don't support me and then turn around and feel like you're doing this for for me to support you. You know, I'm like, yes, a relationship and friendships are give and take. Yeah. But mm, I'm just going to leave it at that because some friends are not friends. You have to very much so watch. That's also, whenever I say protect your energy, watch who you have around you. Watch who you have in your energy because don't do it for somebody that won't do it for you. Period. <laughs> and that's actually an episode that I'm going to have too, so stay tuned. Mm. And it's just friendships because I feel like a lot of people and friendships play a huge role in your mental health. Oh my god. We were literally were talking earlier about um, a previous friendship that I had and that played a huge yeah. role. Yeah. Because literally like it, it turned so many good things bad. Yes. And so now it's like am I the problem? And you kind of got to look at it from the offside end and be like hmm, I'm not. Mm -hmm. You know? And it wasn't until reflection and we talked other friends about it being like yeah no like i wouldn't allow anybody else to do such a thing right. so why am i and if your mental health is not even where it needs to be but if you're sound we talked about being confident in your decision yes. and in yourself last podcast if mm -hmm. you're doing that then you're not going to allow that to happen yeah because oh sorry because in your last podcast you did talk about being confident in your decisions and being confident in the things that you do. Like if I'm going to say no, 
that's plays with mental health as well. Boundaries. And you yes. have to realize the people that you have around you should respect your boundaries, despite what those are. Because these are your personal boundaries for your own personal health, your mental health, whatever. And whenever you start to set boundaries, like me, I'm currently in a place where I'm evolving. So a lot of people know me to be... Watch out, y'all. Like, a lot of people know me to be the girl that is not scared of confrontation, that will... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm that girl, okay? <laughs> I'm that girl. But how I'm trying to evolve is being seen as a girl that's more down-to-earth, a girl that's more, you know sweeter i guess i can be an a-hole sometimes so i'm trying to be a little bit sweeter so with that people start to look at your boundaries that you set with me evolving and oh now she's sweet oh now she's da -da -da -da. oh i can run all over oh i can tell her this and another <clears throat> get people to respect your boundaries y'all and stay stay strong on your boundaries yeah. whenever you have them don't let anybody knock you off of where you were. You know, you have boundaries set for a reason. And mm -hmm. it's important to have boundaries. Mm -hmm. And you have to have them set for a reason because this is what I will and will not take for me and myself. Me, myself, and I. And that's all that matters. Exactly. So, yeah, whenever people don't respect them, you know that they, you're not the person for yeah. me. You know, we can peace out. We can leave this where it's at. Because if you don't respect my boundaries, you don't respect me as a person and the things that I'm trying to do in my life, then I don't see a re relationship. Because... Ultimately, whenever you cut off, whenever you set boundaries and you start to tell people no, it's almost like what what you were doing for that person is being cut off a lot of times. You know, like whenever you say a boundary like, no, I'm not going to go here with you because whatever, I'm just not. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get upset because, well, I was expecting you to go here because you were supposed to da-da-da-da, you were doing for them in that moment. You know what I'm saying? People get mad whenever that no is, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, because <laughs> I could have no, a whole thing about friends. Okay. No, because that's that's honestly truly so true. And even to piggyback off of that, the amount of the way now that I've started getting my boundaries, even with that friend. Yes. Um, I didn't have boundaries with them. Mm -hmm. And it would hurt, it would hurt me to my fucking core when there was something that I honestly truly wouldn't allow to happen happen and then if I did something that they wouldn't allow to happen they snapped and so for me it's like damn like, exactly you know I'm so true to you know respect your boundaries but because I'm too afraid to set my boundaries with you then you know not I've got to take it and my mental health for that was just bad my self-esteem was low yes. because I had to lower it to be with that person not even to be with that person but so that it was like to accept that behavior. Yeah. yeah. It was and not, like, it was like, it was just, I'm like, if say someone else thought that I was attracted to someone's like, well, of course, this, that, yeah, 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 and yeah. It's like, damn, so now it's like, I got to walk around, you know, I don't think, I, it's the year that bitch, like I said last podcast. So, you know, <laughs> and now I feel more confident in saying that because fuck everybody else. Period. It's yeah. the year of me being that bitch. And I don't have to worry about what the other person's going to feel like because <laughs> you're no longer, you're not here anymore. You know? Yeah, exactly. The last year, it couldn't be the year that bitch because I had to lower myself. Yeah. You know? And my mental health wasn't good because of that. And that's, yeah, that's something where I'm just now coming out of, of looking at myself in a higher standard of who I, because you have to, like what you were saying, it's, it's rebranding yourself. Like I sat here and I said, okay, the person that I want to be, I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of going through the same cycle that I'm going through. And the person that I want to be, I have to figure out how to embody that person? What is that person like? What is that person? Who is who is she? You know, like who is she that I'm trying to be? And I'm getting off track, but like, yeah. 
I'm gonna yeah, but it's like yeah, you have to really rebrand yourself. It was it was like a moment where I just took and I said, you know what, the person that I want to be, I'm not doing it with the same decisions that I've been making. I'm not doing it with not having any boundaries, with allowing certain things. My self-esteem has to be high because, shoot, if I want to walk around and say, I'm that bitch, I have to be that bitch. You have to be that bitch. I mean, I mean, I could have a hard day, but y'all won't know because I'm that bitch. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... Literally. I'm going to wear a Gucci belt. I'm going to make sure y'all know that this is... It looks real, and this motherfucker is real, okay? Because I'm that. Okay. Because <laughs> I said okay. so. Literally. Yeah. Then you're just going to believe it. Who, are you, who's going to check you? Who's going to check me? Period. And so I do want to ask, what What would you say kind of got you into, because you did mention depression, and you did mention um, just like the trauma itself. So yes. what kind of like sparked that you were like, I really need to take a step back and focus on my mental health. And if you're not ready to talk about that, then we'll talk. I can because honestly, I was in such a bad place that okay, so it was a cycle of things that happened. So 2020, okay, it was like high school. I had a couple losses. I lost a couple aunts, couple uncles. Um, you know, just a couple people throughout high school. It wasn't too bad. But then as soon as I graduated, 2019. 2020, that next year, you know, COVID hit. That was whenever I had a friend set me up and I was um, assaulted sexually. And then from there, my grandfather on my dad's side passed away. Two months later, my mom's dad passed away. And it was just honestly a black hole of just depression. And I just found myself doing shit that I didn't normally do. Like I was stuck like y'all I got bad asthma okay I was smoking like Snoop Doggy dog okay <laughs> like I was I was My just doing stuff fun. that I didn't do like you know <laughs> and spending money that I did not have just you know just doing different things that I didn't feel like me honestly I got to a point where I was actually speaking I was you know meditating then I actually spoke with my grandparents I do that and I was just like y'all yeah, like, this is not going how I want it to go. Like, I don't feel like I'm ever going to get out of this. I just feel like I'm such, like, I'm so deep in this black hole, there's no way out. And honestly, in that moment, I had to find something that motivated me, something that made me happy. And the only thing in that moment was, like, I can't die because my family has lost so many people. That was the only thing that was keeping me going, was the fact that my parents, my mom just lost, she doesn't have any parents. My dad, he doesn't have anybody really either. So it's like... For them, if they lose me, it's done. You know, it's like no family no more. So I said, you know what? For nobody else but my family, because I can't do this shit for me. You know, I, was like, I didn't have enough strength within me to do to get myself together for me. I said, you know what? So my little sister has somebody to look up to. So my mom has another daughter that's here. You know, I'm going to get myself together for them at least. And I had a moment where I, I was listening to Gotta Find Peace of Mind by Lauren Hill. Okay. That's, I love. Okay. Okay, I love the Unplugged, Okay. <laughs> Okay. I was listening to that and just had a moment of like reflection. Like the person that I've always been was the person that wants big things out of life, expects big things. I I was called Miss Too Much, okay, because I was too much, too extra, too too everything. And I said, why am I downplaying myself and minimizing myself because of what? There's literally no reason. So I had to figure out in this, what are ways, you know, what what is something that I want to do? Started with therapy and I was in therapy with Kelly for a good minute. I, we talked for a good three months before I could pick myself up and say, you know what? 
I can do this, you know. So then it just started slowly because I, I had a couple jobs. Worked. At, I'm a beauty queen. I worked in Ulta, and I quit there. And I was like, okay, you know, this is fucked up. So I can't even work around makeup and the girl. You know, it was it was a mess. So I was like, you know what? The first step is get into therapy. I started to feel good whenever I would be able to talk to her. I would talk to Kelly. I was like, look, we got to meet three times a week, girl, because, okay. <laughs> okay. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> okay, right. No. <laughs> but, yeah, we would have to meet forever. And then I was like, you know what? The next thing is school. School will make me happy because I want to get something that's not just going to be for now. So I decided psychology. You know, my therapist actually kind of – I wanted to be a labor and delivery nurse. Okay. And I decided not to do that because I connect to psychology so much more. I love the mind. I love everything. You know, I'm, a, I'm an empath, too. So I just started taking little steps where it was like, where do I want to go? Where do I want to be? Yeah, I've been through these things, but they are not going to break me at the end of the day. Because I was like, look, I've had grandparents die. I've had they, whatever, whatever. But this one, the big situation that messed me up was the sexual assault situation. And I said, you know what? I'm not giving power to these people anymore. I'm not giving power to the things that feel like they're going to stop me anymore, you know? So I just pulled myself up. It, it's hard. I'm still doing it because it's like, I still have moments where I'm like, shit's not where it's supposed to be. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. You know, life is all, but you have to stop looking at other people and stop comparing yourself. That's one thing oh. I had to stop doing was looking at other people and expecting my life to look like theirs because I'm at the age where, you know, Kids at our age, they were going off to college. They were going off and doing their things, living their life, you know, getting... I'm about to cry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh seriously, <laughs> like, I honestly was looking at people while I was in that black hole, and I was like, dang, you know, I didn't get to go off to college because I had myself in this depression. I didn't get to go off and live my life how these kids are because I'm stuck in this place that I'm in, but stop doing that. Because you, you look at these people, you don't realize that no, it might not be the same issues that you're, they're going through. You know, they might not be going through the same things. And you're going through what you're going through for a reason, you know. <laughs> but they're not going through the same things. They didn't get to experience the same things as you. So wherever you are in life, stop comparing. Stop comparing. You don't know what these people are going through. I look at some of these kids. I remember having a conversation with somebody. I went to a kickback. And I was just like, y'all look like y'all got your life together. You know, you're in, you're in college. You're at your own campus apartment. He was like, no. My mom died. He was like, my mom died. My dad's not here. You know, I'm taking care of everybody. I'm the only reason why I'm at this school is so I can, you know. So it, you never know people's story. Outside looking in, people look like they're good, look like they have the life that you want. But you never know. Stop comparing yourself. Social media is a killer. I don't like social media anymore because yeah, you compare it's, yourself. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like, for me. And that's, it's the hardest, and I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, I know I've told my friends, but I'm like, for me, I, you know, want to be a social media influencer. Mm -hmm. But it's so hard for me to be like, let me post, let me post, let me post, when I don't even, like, I don't swipe. Right. I'm like, I'm not even on here. So it's like, I literally have Seriously. to remind myself, even with filters, Snapchat, you want to get popular on Snapchat, you got to use their filters. Yeah. And I'm so against filters, because filters, once you start using it more and more and more, that's and you, you see your, exactly, that's how you expect to look. So now it's like when when I don't, I'm like, fuck, I'm ugly. Fuck this. Oh, mm -hmm. this, that, and the other. My teeth are white. This, that, and the other. And it's like, it's so bad, but it's like, it's, it, uh, it just, it sucks. So social media, it's definitely a killer. It 
is. Because you, I mean, you look at, okay, Ari the Don, Jada Wada, for the dudes, I don't know who y'all like, John Wall, the little baby, whoever, you know what I'm saying? You look at these celebrities and you look at everybody that has what you see as their life together. Mm-hmm. And now everybody's trying to mimic the same thing. So it's like, okay, well, shoot. You look like you taking trips. I'm going to look like I'm taking trips, too. Mm-hmm. You look like you got outfits. I'm going to look like I got outfits, too. And so many people, like I did. I didn't do this, and I wouldn't even post it. It's so weird. I put myself in a debt trying to mimic the same things. I'm going to buy $700 on Shein just because all the girlies got Shein outfits. You know what I'm saying? And I want to be like them because they look like they have their lives together. But really, you take you talk to these people. Talk to these people that are – there's a girl. Ooh, she went on um, – it was on TikTok. And she went and she remade all of, like – her pictures to make her look like she was Instagram famous. And they were like pictures. She had no makeup, no nothing. And she would look like she was a baddie to the T. And she's like, y'all, anybody can do that. Stop looking at people and comparing yourself because you don't know what they got, what they don't have, what they come from. You don't, you don't know. Mm-hmm. So honestly, I killed myself looking at social media, trying to be like everybody else. Because I was like, I'm not, I'm not in the place where this is me, but it just seems like that's where you're supposed to be mm-hmm. at 20 years old. You're supposed to be going on trips and living your <laughs> life and taking pictures and stuff, you know. Yeah. But. And I tell people that all the time because I'm like, the amount of time people are like, Hunter, you're never home. You're always doing this. You're always yeah. doing that. You're family. <laughs> uh, if y'all follow me on social media, y'all know. I literally, after this, I'm like go, packing my bags up so I can go on another trip. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell them, I'm like, look. First off, you skimp on things that you don't want to do so you can do the things that you do want to do. And I like to travel. So that's something that I make sure that I have the money for, is to be able to travel. I was like, but what y'all don't know is that I genuinely enjoy being at my apartment. I love my, y'all, every trip that I've gone on, you know, it's my friends, you know, it's my mom. I cry. I cry right before every trip. (laughs) I'm literally like walking out the door and I'm like, oh my God, God. (laughs) Because I, I genuinely go. love my apartment. But traveling, I went to Mexico for a week and I was drained. I was like, y'all, I'm ready to go back. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be home. Like, yeah. it just, it took a toll on my mental health. And I tell people, I'm like, yeah, I do travel a lot. And it is genuinely something that I love to do. I was like, I have a blast every time I go. I was like, but I do also have other bills to pay for. <laughs> y'all, I work at a, a really great company. I, you know, I make great money. When people come, they see the apartment, they're like, wow. Ooh. Yeah, look, they're like, oh my gosh, this that me out. I'm like, yeah. I came cool. and I said, she. <laughs> I was trying to get like, my wife. <laughs> Sheesh. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, no, like, I do love it, but I'm like, my rent is also fucking $1,400 a month. No. No, she. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, so while I do make X amount of money, I still got to pay this amount, mm-hmm. plus I got other bills to pay for. So I'm like, while it may look like I've got shit going on, you know, I don't. There's more to I'm, the story, exactly, y'all. there's more to it. I'm like, shit, I afford what it is that I can afford, but would I like to be able to afford more? Yes. And to even piggyback off of what you were saying with, um, fuck, I had it in my head and my brain was like, <laughs> oh, right. um, going to school. Mm-hmm. That, y'all, I was supposed to go to the airport right out of high school. <clears throat> Not a lot of people know that. And because I have, we both have really bad asthma. <laughs> okay? Um, Is that why we were friends in eighth grade? Girl, look, <laughs> fucking getting ready to be somebody's asthma. Okay. Like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you 
got yours. I left mine. <laughs> um, but no, like I wasn't able to go. And it, honestly, truly, like I didn't study for SAT. Or, well, I did, but I didn't take SAT because I had to do the ASVAB. Yeah. I was really good on it. I was able to qualify for whatever job I wanted. Um, I didn't take the ACT because I'm like, I'm going straight to the campus. Right, no need. So when I found out, literally almost like at graduation that I wasn't going to be able to go to the Air Force, I went into depression. Yeah. I was like, well, fuck, because now, you know, I don't have an SAT. Now I got to pay for those. I don't have an ACT. Now I got to pay for that. You know, I don't even know the route to go about it. And yes, I could ask questions and stuff, but it was just like, fuck. So like now it's like, even when it comes to, to, before I move into that, now it's like, okay, I come out of high school. I'm like, I'm going to take a break. Mm-hmm. But now I'm looking at other people. I'm looking at my best friends who are literally in college, and they're almost done. Shit. My friend's like, I'm graduating right. this year. And it's like, fuck. Like, whoa. <laughs> it's literally. Like, whoa. I'm like, well, fuck. So now it's like, then where do I start? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm comparing my life to them, and I'm like, okay, well. And I have to constantly remind myself. I'm like, Andre, these people are in a different position than you. Yeah. I'm like, you've got one person who's people's paying their college. You got other people that can qualify for FAFSA. You're not in either one of those positions. Exactly. You got to get in where you fit in. I'm like, and take that route. Exactly. Go in with the blinders on. Because with that, we're planners. Both of us were planners. Girl. So whatever it came to me pulling myself out of depression, I had a plan. Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I had a plan. I really did because... Like you said, everybody was going to school. Everybody's doing their thing, this and another. I said, you know what? Okay. I'm raw dog in life, okay? I'm okay. raw dog in life. I don't know what the it hell to do. like that. Okay, because I went to With school. With no Lou. No Lou, no, no quantum nothing, okay? <laughs> nothing. Like. Just in this life, just trying to figure it out. And it's like you, I don't know, because it was the same. I went to TCC mm-hmm. for a little bit, and I was like, I was doing good. I'm not gonna lie. I was doing good, but it was within the first month of being at TCC that my life started to spiral. So then I was like, "Oh shit, <laughs> let me get out of school." Mm-hmm. I dropped out of all my classes, and I had to pay them back and everything, mm-hmm. y'all. And you know, you know, you just go through these cycles where it's like you have to pick yourself up. You do. You have to pick yourself up, but then you have to realize, like, okay. I need a plan. Mm-hmm. I need to figure out what am I going to do because I can't do the same things that I've been doing in order to get myself out of this. I can't look and compare myself to other people because I'm not these people. I don't, I'm not in the same situation. Then I also have to stop looking at myself in my situation and being sorry for myself. I can't say, you know, oh my gosh, I wish, da, 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 I wish my life wasn't this bad to send another. Okay, well, it is what it is. Okay, you know, it is what it is. And st- exactly, stand up for yourself. Like, one big thing for me <laughs> was owning myself, owning my story. As long as I was ashamed of the assault situation, because a part of me, I'm not gonna lie, I was scandalous all throughout high school, all throughout. Um, mm-hmm. I was scandalous. Scandal was me. Okay, yeah. I was okay. I love you. I was the scandal. <laughs> no, I was the scandal. Okay, so I was I was acting a fool and stuff. So a part of me was embarrassed about thing that yeah, happened so to me. So let me ask you this: Did you feel like? It was kind of like, well, what did I expect? No, because how the situation happened was, it was whenever I was done being scandalous. So all throughout high school and stuff, I was Mm. doing my thing. You know, I was doing my thing, whatever. My friend, she, or ex-friend, she fell pregnant, ended up moving with us, and she was still 
being scandalous throughout her pregnancy and throughout whatever. I don't live her own little fuck to be honest but anyway i'm sorry <laughs> but yeah she's she was doing her thing and i was out honestly i'm a straight and narrow i got out of high school when i was at tcc and i was making straight a's i was doing really good and i was excited y'all i was like oh shoot i graduated i'm 17 years old now it's like i have the whole world you know by 20 years old i'm having my associates i'm good that's how my mind was working mm-hmm. so then this situation happened and I honestly, in this situation, she asked me if I wanted to go with her. She told me that it was something else that, you know, that it wasn't. Told her that I wasn't comfortable. So for a moment, I felt like, you know what, this is my karma for doing this shit that I was doing. Mm -hmm. Then I was like, that was was how I felt for the longest. I was like, you know what, that was supposed to happen to me. That was the only way that I was going to get to understand that, you know. But then I stopped thinking like, no, 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 no. The reason, no, because no, no. I literally actually, I haven't told anybody this actually, so you're wow. never a little exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> um, literally, like, it was either a year ago today or a year ago yesterday. I always, I wake up, I like to watch my little Snapchat flashbacks. Mm-hmm. And it's a picture of me and it's like, it literally says, and then he went cold. Mm-hmm. And so there was this as y'all know, I had a, I got, I had to go to the hospital at the beginning of the year last year. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting an infection, like a gastrointestinal infection. That's why I had to go to the hospital, yada, yada, yada. <clears throat> Person who took care of me, like the, like my, like doctor, I guess, I don't even know. Ended up like, we have to talk to each other in the parking lot. Right. Oh. <laughs> right. So that's how, that's how I'm thinking, right? So I'm like, he's like, what are you doing after this? And I'm like, oh, like I'm going home, like I don't have you here for you. Right. Too long. I've been here. Okay. I'm like, too long. I'm, I'm getting in bed, okay? And he was like, oh, well. He was like, you don't have to ask for my number or anything. And he gave me his number. He was like, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> okay. Right. And so I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. But then I was like, well, <clears throat> how far can I take this? Like, <laughs> can you pay for my goddamn medical bill? <laughs> Can you pay my bill? Okay. Can you, can pay, you my pay my medical bill? Because <laughs> I'm like, I know it's just not going to be cheap. And um, it wasn't. Can we go to the pharmacy and chill? Literally. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> when it's done, I'm going to go see you ill. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it kind of like it escalated. One, it escalated really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I'm a giver, y'all. And um, my mom's in the medical field and stuff. And um, I like to cook. So I had made him, I was, where the hospital was, was like where I worked out and stuff. So I was like, yeah. you know, I'm going over, I was like, we were already texting. I was like, oh, you know, like I'm about to go to the gym after I eat. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, bring me something to eat. So I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. fine. I'm like, I'm already cooking. You were very helpful because I was, honestly, truly, I was there for forever. And mm-hmm. I wasn't even assigned someone. So I was like, I would have been there a lot longer had he not been like, hey, are you, you know, and I kind of got a little suspicious from it because, like, during the thing, I literally was on the phone with my friend the entire time, and I was like, girl, I think, like, he kind of touched my... He hit on me. No, like, he, <laughs> first off, was hitting on me, but I'm terrified of needles. Uh-huh. And he was trying to draw my blood, and one, he had my hand right where his fucking crotch was, but he had also grazed over mine. Mm. And I was like... And uh, like I, oh wow, n- can't even say that in thinking anything of it because I literally was like, girl, like he, like yeah. I'm like I don't know if it was on purpose or what. But then after he gives me his number, 
and I, you know, bring him the food, and I'm like, like, my car is still in drive. I'm still on the phone with my friend at this point. Right. I'm like, I'm going to drop this shit off. I got my gym bag in the trunk. Let's peace out. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and he gets in my car. Um. And so, like, he's talking about all this stuff, and he's like, oh, yeah. Like, he's asking me, like, I hooked up with people, all this other stuff. And I'm like, what? And then it just escalates from there. And I'm like, you know, and I can't even say, like, a part of me wasn't, like, intrigued. Yeah. But I was also kind of like, well, this is kind of weird. Taken aback a little bit. Yeah. It's like, "Mm." And so then, like, that escalated to a whole hand job. Um, okay, I said I shouldn't be. Well, look, <laughs> y'all know how to be. Um, but then that escalated to even more. I we went to his house, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, he, it, like stuff just happened there. Yeah. And I told him I was like, you know, I don't want to do that. I was like, I'm, you set you your know, boundary. Yeah, I was like, I'm fine with you know if you tag, like that's fine. But I'm like, yeah. I don't want to have sex. I even told him I was like, I definitely like, I don't want to tell him. So I'm damn sure I'm going to have sex with yeah. condom. And then he was immediately like, okay, <clears throat> as he should. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you hear, <laughs> buckle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, literally my entire like body just went numb. It's like you leave yourself. And literally like, yeah. Like and you I, left yourself yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And I just kept telling him, I was like, I because I had to go pick up my friend. I was like, I got to go. Like, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. And I had purposely did that because I was like, I don't want to do anything exactly. that I don't want to do. And I know myself. I'm I'm a pleaser. So I'm like, <clears throat> I don't know. But regardless to say, yeah, that's deep. after that, like, I had felt like, well, maybe it was all on me. Yeah. I, I see where, I see where, because it was a point where, yeah. I started to feel like, okay, you know what? I played a role in this. You know, I could have said, I could have done more to stand up for myself in yeah. this. But no. But exactly, because it's like, I shouldn't have to. Yeah. You set your boundary, you know, however, whatever. And it's like almost where in situations like that, I feel like, I mean, of course, the person knows exactly what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no way exactly. that you don't. You know exactly what you're doing. And you know that. A lot of times in those moments, like, I'm not going to lie, in that moment, for me, with what happened with me, I was a little bit vulnerable in that moment. I was at a place where it's like, I want to be accepted. I want to have friends. I was so focused on school that I was like, you know, I just want more. Mm-hmm. So I was in a vulnerable point. And I'm sure people, predators see that. I'm not going to lie. Predators see that. Whether you feel like you're strong or whatnot, they see your weak points and they prey on that. So whether that may be whatever your weak point was in that moment, he knew. Mm-hmm. And no, yeah, it was always, I had a conversation with Kelly, actually. I was like, you know, I, you know I'm starting to reflect on the situation, starting to feel like, you know, maybe I was wrong. For what, though? For what? For what? Honestly, for what? I apologize that happened to you. I'm sorry that happened to you because it's just, it's sad. It's very sick because I used to be one that loved, like, law and order and things like that and you know you watch these different shows and you hear these different stories and you don't think that anything like that it's like yeah like that's a mainstream thing it happens like Mm -hmm. it happens every day and you don't think that it would happen to you especially with where we live the life that we live you know things that we do it's like i wouldn't expect that to happen especially at a hospital okay exactly that was a doctor a nurse a doctor somebody with i mean y'all listen to this somebody with an education 
somebody with degrees and accolades and different things to represent for themselves, but still has a sick mindset that keeps them to where they're okay with being predators because mm -hmm. he knew damn well what he was doing. Mm -hmm.